Welcome to the X's and Tea podcast, where we talk about X's and Tea with your hosts, Corey and Danny. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Welcome, welcome. So, guess what? And I'm really excited. Uh, guess what we got Corey interested in, everybody? Guess Stranger, Stranger Things. things. <laughs> <laughs> so, Corey just started, well, recently just started her Stranger Things journey. Yeah, um, Sunday. And so, I've been watching Stranger Things since three years ago when season three came out. All my friends were talking about it. I thought it was the weirdest shit. I'm not going <laughs> to watch it. And That's how I felt the whole time, too. Yeah, and then watched episode one, and I was hooked. Yeah, I binge watched the entire two seasons in like two days. And then when season three came out, I binged that the third day. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think? It's an so easy far? show to binge. That's for sure. Oh, it's so good. And you're on. So you're halfway through season, season four. four. <gasps> you guys. I just, yeah, I just started episode five on season four. We're not going to go into any spoilers, <sighs> but oh my gosh. So, it's already a lot. It's yeah. so good, though. Season one, I think. I don't know. I guess I can't. Season one and season three so far has been my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Season two. It was okay, but it wasn't as good, I don't yeah. feel like, as the previous se- uh, season one. And then season three kind of stepped it up a level, so it made it, oh, it's so good. It's so good. And um, just be ready. I keep telling her, you need to be ready to have your heart ripped out, dude, because season four is a lot. Ugh, I'm not ready. You're not ready. I was, uh season three kind of ripped my heart out a little bit when yeah. I found out that Hopper, you know, but he didn't actually, but, uh I'm trying not to give. I know. (laughs) I'm trying not to give away too much in case you haven't seen it. But if you haven't, don't sleep on it like me because it's really, really good. You You have have to to watch watch it. Have to watch Stranger Things. Yeah, it's so good. (laughs) So that's pretty much what we've been up to. (laughs) Literally, (laughs) Um, binge watching Stranger Things. uh, But the last time we we were on here, we talked about my part two. We talked about kind of what time was like while Kyle was in prison. We left you on a cliffhanger. We did because now we are into March of 2018 and we are within days of Kyle coming home from prison. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. So basically how this how this ended up happening was Kyle and I rekindled our relationship about a year before this time. And uh, I'd been planning with him to pick him up from prison i know that sounds stupid like how how idiotic could i have been but honestly you guys when you're in this situation it's really hard to judge somebody because Mm -hmm. you don't know what they're going through so i mean girl i still dated him after he he fucking put a gun to my brother's head so (laughs) true true i mean (laughs) i definitely don't have room to judge right so kyle and I would plan this and then on March 23rd of 2018 I picked Kyle up from prison and I was seeing him in the flesh for the first time in three years how'd you feel well we're just like the initial maybe first reaction thought whatever when you saw him come out yeah so Kyle was bigger he had gained a lot of weight while he was there a lot of muscle Muscle. he's always been skinny tall tall string being yeah nope not at this point he was like jack wow when i had when he had gotten out that's weird yeah it was weird he had hair too he weird. grew his hair he always yeah he always kept it very short yeah, he always had sported a buzz cut like military style short yeah no he had hair at this point weird. he had hair but Whoa. he styled no it, i'll have to show you pictures if i can find one but yeah he uh he had hair that's weird that is weird i guess my first impression was wow i can't believe we're here like i remember i remember him getting sentenced i remember him you know in part one we talked about him you know getting arrested that night Mm -hmm. and i remember these moments very 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 vividly and it feel i remember feeling like this is never gonna pass time's gonna go by so slow and fast forward three years later and it had gone so fast Wow. Kyle was now out of prison. And I think there was a part of me that was obviously excited because I had developed these really, I maintained these feelings for him. But, you know, I was really believing that he was going to be better and that, you know, he had this plan. He was going to go and immediately get a job right when he got home, which he did. Shocking. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was just it was a f- huge slur of emotions. Yeah, I bet we uh, the drive back to his parents' house was six hours. Oh wow! So we drove from Ontario to where he was at. So we were basically on the border of Idaho back to Central Oregon, mm-hmm. and um, we had a lot of time to talk, a lot of time to I guess catch up. And um, did you ever feel like awkward or uncomfortable? Yes. 
and no. Yeah. Um, yes, because obviously I hadn't seen this person in three years. Right. You know, and I've been a, through a lot. A lot of it was, what's he going to think of me? Right. A lot of it was, am I going to be, you know. Up to his standards. Right. Because so I, had, I had gained some weight when he was gone, but not a lot. Right. Um, at least not to where I am now. <laughs> but. Um, Same. I definitely, like, I was just scared of that he wasn't going to like me. Right. And that, I think, was a fear that I had maintained because I was always afraid that maybe he just used me to get through prison. And trust me, we'll find out later. But um, that was the biggest thing was that I wasn't going to be good enough for him anymore. Mm -hmm. So I stayed at his house for three days, um, the, the day that he got home. And then I stayed an additional two nights. I took the time off of work. And my son was there with his with his parents, Stacy and Frank. I mean, it was just it was a lot. I had actually bought him a guitar that I had as a gift for him because he learned how to play guitar while he was in prison. Right. And um, so I bought him. I gave him this guitar. We were we were there hanging out. And actually the next day, literally the next day, he went and applied for the truck stop that his parents worked mm. at. That's like the only really big place to work at in this small ass town that they lived in. Mm -hmm. And he got the job immediately. He would start working like the next in the next few days. Right. Um. So I'm there and things just seemed like they were going to be okay. Mm -hmm. um, but I would go home. And after I went home, I had this like, I don't know how to explain it, but I had this feeling and I didn't know what it was. I thought maybe it was anxiety or at the end of the day, I would go home, go back to my normal life and we would text right. and, and we would be able to talk and we would talk on the phone and then he would start working. Um, it, I took a few days, but he would end up driving the three hours, three or four hours down to where I lived and we would hang out and then he would go back. But after he had been out of prison for 10 days, where there's one day when he went to go see, it was the first time he'd go and see his PO after getting out. Uh -huh. And I didn't hear from him that whole day. The anxiety that I had was through the roof and I couldn't figure out why. So I kept calling him and he couldn't, he wasn't answering. He wasn't responding to my text messages, nothing. Right. And I was scared. I was like, oh my God, what happened? Did he get arrested again? Like Exactly. Um, well, his sister would end up answering the phone and say, he's not allowed to talk to you. And I'm like, what? So ultimately he did end up getting on the phone on speaker and he's like, hey, this is what happened. My PO put a no contact order on us. I'm not allowed to talk to you until I go through these batter's intervention classes. Um, I was like, What? So we stopped talking, the just, term. just stopped talking. I right. mean, we planned for this entire year that everything was going to be okay. And then all of a sudden we had to stop talking. Right. Again, you kind of probably felt like he got ripped from you again. Exactly. So the very next day I'm at work and I call his PO. He gave me the phone number mm -hmm. and I was like, what the hell is going on? What do I have to do? She's like, well, this is very important for his you know recovery if you want him to be this person that you want to be with you guys have to do x y and z so mm -hmm. x y and z was i had to go to these classes that were uh domestic violence classes in klamath county Jeez. so what ended up happening was my job was so understanding that um i so the classes would begin on may 1st mm -hmm. so i had to go two weeks without talking to him and it was a lot it was very traumatic yeah. it was um another traumatic thing yes yep and so <coughs> for those two weeks we would we would try to talk to each other on pinterest <laughs> we would just post shit onto a board that we were sharing right but that was it so in in may 1st i start working at the job that i had they had a location down in klamath falls mm. klamath county that they were end up closing down so i was there and it was like within their last few weeks of even being open right so for six weeks on sunday night or on monday night or something i would drive because the classes were on tuesdays mm. so on monday night after work i would pack my son up we would drive four hours and we would stay at stacy and frank's house they would watch my son while i was at work because they worked graveyard shift yeah so they would work so they would or they'd have the day off Mm -hmm. um, but it worked out to where they were able to watch my son right. and I went to work and then I would come home or, and then I would go to the domestic violence class after work and then I would drive back, pick him up, stay one more night and then we would like, or we would go home after that or something like that. Wow. Yeah. And it was a lot. So, um, and where was Kyle 
when you were staying there? Was he in his trailer? So he stayed, he worked graveyard. So it worked out perfectly. Oh, so he wasn't there. So he worked out perfectly because by the time I would get there at night, he would be working. I would sleep in his bed. And so me and my son would both sleep in his bed. And then by the time I left in the morning, he's when he would be coming home. I would actually see him. We would make eye contact while he was working at the truck stop because I had to pass it on my way down to my work. Wow. It was, yeah. So. Wow. That's we, a lot. Yeah. We would leave notes for each other while I was there and I would um, get him a birthday gift and, mm-hmm. and when I was doing this. But I did this for six weeks. And this domestic violence class, let me tell you how just, I seriously wish that this class was framed differently than it was. Right. I was in a group. It was a group course with six or seven other girls, females, right? right? And I wouldn't find out until halfway through that three of them were the abusers in their situation. They put us all together in these course in this class. That's fucked. Yeah. They would treat us as they would say that women don't abuse um, until unless they have been abused themselves, which is outrageous Bullshit. in my opinion. I think women can be equally as abusive as men. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. <coughs> was- Amber Heard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So basically, they called it reactionary abuse, and they would put us all together and treat us as if we're equals, despite the fact that two, three of these women were all in batter's intervention as well. They had to go to the batter's intervention. They did to come to the domestic violence courses. Yeah. Wow. It sucked. And they would always say things they, like in the books that they had us fill out, like the mm-hmm. workbooks, they would have us say, put your abuser's name like my abuser like he controls me kind of a thing it just felt so disingenuous and I hated it that sounds terrible yeah and there was this woman who was in there who she had to go through this class in order for her husband to be able to move back home um which I I I get that like these are women who are seriously in dangerous situations um, trying it. Everybody was trying to regain communication with their abuser. Every single one of them, except for one lady, one lady. She, I think that was her second time going through the class. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just like it was free. She could go through it again just to, um, and I, I think I have more of an appreciation for her now than I did back then, Mm -hmm. but kind of have that like extra support, I guess. Yes. Yeah. So I went through these classes for six weeks. I drove after, after I got off my regular job in the area that I lived in, pick up my son, pack up the car would already be packed up and we would immediately just drive out there. Wow. I would go sleep there overnight and then um, go to work at that location, go to this class. And then after the class, I would come home, pack up my car and drive back home. And I wouldn't get home till midnight and then I'd have to go back to work the next day. Wow. It was so much driving. It was so much money. It yeah, was I can imagine. wear and tear on my vehicle. Yeah. It was just hard and all this time I'm doing this because I just want to talk to Kyle I just want to be able to be in this relationship with Kyle right so I finished my classes and then you know time goes by and Kyle and I are still not able to talk and at this point I'm not hearing anything from him at all not on Pinterest was not he anything. didn't he have classes that he had to do mm-hmm. yeah batter's intervention was he not doing them he did okay he did um, but his classes were longer than mine okay so I was talking to his PO. I'm like, what do I have to do? I finished this class. And she's like, okay, the next step is you guys get phone calls. Um, but we were working up to getting these phone calls. Mm-hmm. And um, he was going and he was having to take polygraphs to make sure that he wasn't talking to me. Mm-hmm. Well, a month passes. I'm still in this cult, by the way. We mentioned the cult in the last episode. <laughs> and these people are supposedly my best friends, my mentors and whatever. And who I thought was my best friend. And I had a meeting with her to go have coffee and kind of discuss where I was at, what they called business wise or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, she sits down with me. And this is a month later that this happened. So this is June. She sits me down and she has this look on her face and I can already feel myself getting sick to my stomach and I don't know why. Right. You know what she lays on me? Kyle reached out to her a month ago and he had cheated on me in that first month of him being with no contact with me. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Yep. He had con- he reached out to her. And was like, because I'd given them, you know, her, his phone number just in case he needed someone to talk to. And they'd offered to talk to him and stuff. And he had texted her and she was like, just so you know, he did this. And then later in the conversation, I was only there for maybe 15 minutes. She was like, you need to forgive him because. Oh, no. Yeah. Yep. She said, you need to forgive him because I think he's really sorry. In all these messages, he swears up and down that he was so sorry and that he's just going through a lot. And um, in this cult. Uh, women are very submissive to their husbands and then women oh, are supposed no. yeah it, women, it don't work for me oh yeah yeah that's how they worked and that's how she was 
So that's kind of how things went. I remember getting up from that table so fast, dude. So fucking fast. I called my mom. I said, hey, mom, I have to do something right now. I'm not going to be home. And I told her it was like a meeting or something that I had to go to. And right. I wasn't going to be home until really, really late, which is not uncommon. These meetings would happen. At, they would start at 8 o'clock and they would go until sometimes midnight. And I wouldn't be home till 2 in the morning. And I'd have That's to go to work the next crazy. day. Yeah. They said if you didn't go to these meetings, you weren't dedicated. They really manipulated. I'm telling you, we need a whole episode based on this. God. <laughs> but um, that's what happened. And I immediately started driving three hours because I knew he was at work. Right. I drove out there and I confronted him at his job at the pumps and um i just i know that that sounds crazy and it was i would have done the same goddamn thing it was crazy and um he wanted me to see him crazy he wanted me to see him crazy so there was this girl well, yeah, working he's there. not the crazy one it's us remember yeah exactly yeah so this there was this girl working there um we'll call her lynn and lynn uh had heard about me but not heard good things about me of course Mm-hmm. So basically Lynn is working Kyle's working And I was like You need to tell them You have a family emergency And we're fucking We gotta go talk about this So he ended up taking His lunch break uh, Lynn would call his mom Oh god Yep And his mom I mean it was a graveyard shift Nobody was answering their phone Right They're all sleeping. He's a grown ass man dude Yeah Let him fucking do What he's gonna do Okay so we did end up leaving For his whole lunch break And we talked And um, we agreed that We were just gonna talk Under the radar Yep So we did The next day he called me And um um, we actually, it was within a couple of days that I was just so angry. I chopped off my hair. I had been growing my hair out mm-hmm. the enti- pretty much the entire time that Kyle was in prison. My hair was really long, about the same length that it was when I had just recently chopped it off before mm-hmm. my birthday last yeah. year. Yeah, it was really long and I chopped it off and I did it because I knew he hated it. Right. He hated it when I'd cut my hair. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did. And uh, that made him really upset. And then ultimately he played this whole, I feel so guilty for doing what I did to you. You're making me feel so you're making me feel guilty and he basically threatened to unalive himself and this was the first time he would threaten to unalive himself and so I left work in a panic first time after being out of prison yes yep and in true Kyle fashion just like he'd always been uh I drove from work I told him I had a family emergency I left and I the whole way there his parents are yelling at me telling me it's my fault that he's trying to unalive himself don't go up there don't go talk to him don't talk to him ever again because this is all your fault so I had gone up there and I had told him like you're gonna meet with me we're gonna talk and we're gonna get through this so I did we ended up driving down a dirt road and just talking I got him to calm down Mm -hmm. and then he went home And then I went and drove the three hours back home. So we just decided we were going to go camping after this. Mm -hmm. And um, at this point, this is June, like middle to late June. We we decided to go camping and we were planning this camping trip. And so we I drove back out there and we went camping for the first time, um, which would end up we ended up going camping several times that summer. Mm -hmm. I just remember feeling so lost because this is not the person who promised me he would be right and his parents were definitely not protecting me the way that they had promised they had told me that they would rather him go back to jail than hurt me and my son they swore up and down when he got out of prison they would protect me they were not doing that so kyle and i talked again under the radar his he stopped telling his parents that we were talking Mm -hmm. i stopped talking to his parents altogether and um we would meet up like I would go and pick him up at the end of the dirt road where his parents lived and then we would go we'd go camping for a weekend and then I would take him back to that same spot and he would pretty much have all of his camping shit on his back and hike with it back to his house because I couldn't go near his house wow yeah so we went on this fourth of July camping trip and it was to Eagle Point Water, I don't know it's no I forgot what it's called but it's right outside of Medford and um, Eagle Point is that what it's called? I mean, there is an Eagle Point. Yeah. I just remember it being right outside of Medford. Mm-hmm. And that's where we went for the 4th of July. Yeah. And on this camping trip, we did five waterfalls in like five days. I had just ended my job because I was going to start a new one. Or I was like, I'd put in my two weeks or something. But I had this time off basically right. to where I could do this. And... um we did this and it was it was a lot he actually would end up working during this time so i would be at our camp spot with my son and he would go to work because it wasn't too far and he would drive my car because he didn't have a car at this point Mm -hmm. and it was around this time that he started telling me about his work and just casually bringing up his co-workers and this is around the time Mm -hmm. when he started talking about this young 
I want to say she was 16 year old who was working at Subway and how she basically became like a little sister to him. Right. And at this point I have nothing like I was like, okay, yeah, that's great. Like, I'm really glad that you're, you know, interacting with your coworkers. I worked with like, (laughs) they were so old to me, but they were all within their forties and fifties. I was in the lumber industry at the time. So it was not uncommon to work with people who were older and uh, my little sister friend who was younger than me. Mm -hmm. So I just took it as while you're getting along with your coworkers. This is awesome. I'm glad it's a healthy work environment. Right. So we did this whole fourth of July trip and he's he's it's just so traumatizing because we went to this waterfall uh Tokety Falls actually oh, yeah. and we hiked down into where the pool was mm-hmm. with my child oh wow like he put my child on his back and we hiked all the way down there I would never do this again don't recommend it. it's illegal don't do it but everybody was everybody was doing it right it was really common um, at least back then I don't know if that's still a thing now yeah I don't but know. he would point out other females and be like hey she's really pretty look at her long hair look at how pretty her hair is and just make you just recently cut yours yes. right? yeah so he would diminish me as a person by telling me how much better everybody else was around me and this is how the abuse started again it was much more manip- manipulative and calculated this time what a fuckhead yeah yeah and so we finished out this camping trip and then um, things just got weird after this. This is when he started talking to me more about this young coworker that his sister was now starting rumors about. And this is not uncommon for Christina. No, she's she, fucking psycho. Yeah, she was. This was her personality. Is, yeah, she, she started rumors about literally anybody that she could. Yes. Just to create some sort of drama. Drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was not uncommon for Christina. I was like, of course she's doing this. I'm so sorry. She's such a, you know, not good words. Right. Like, fuck yeah. Christina, basically. Yeah. Um, See you next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking, like, this is so sad for this young girl. Like, she doesn't deserve this. Right. And at this time, I'd also found my first work from home job. Mm. And this was my way of having more freedom. Right. And I was able, able to, to keep your son at home. Yeah. And work and, you know, from home and, and, and just have more freedom. Right. So I considered it my like freedom day that I was going to be leaving my job. Mm-hmm. Well, he decided that this was a, a uh, perfect opportunity for him to go to the coast and he wanted to go alone. Red flag. Big red flag. Big, huge there's no bigger red flag than this one. Right. So he did this, went on this. Uh, I finished. I didn't even go to my last day of work because of this. I was so anxious. I drove to the coast because I didn't know where else to go. But I drove to a different part of the coast because I just wanted to be alone. Right. And um, I was so sick that day. It was awful. I remember I can almost like my body's almost feeling the emotions that I'd had. Right. And um, it was a lot. So I'm driving out to the coast. I'm still in this cult. My best friends, quote, quote, best friend, mentors, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to them. They're like, it's going to be okay. He's he's going to be okay. So I finished. I actually ended up going home and um, I just had to ride this weekend out. Right. He was not talking to me this entire weekend. And he came back home on Sunday. He was driving back home and he ended up calling me. And then he was texting me and he asked me, if while on his this camping trip, how would I respond if he slept with somebody else? And I was not fucking well, bud. No, I was not OK with this. I, my anxiety was through the roof. And then who fucking says something shit like that? The very next day I was out. I was feeling so nauseous. I went to the Walmart close to my work and I bought a pregnancy test and the test came back positive. So I but the, been there. <laughs> the line was so faint. It was so faint. I almost didn't believe it. Right. But I knew I knew it was positive. Mm-hmm. I knew in the depths of my soul that that test was positive. So through this time, whilst Kyle and I are talking before this point, Right. Kyle's begging me that he wants me to get pregnant. Just absolutely begging me, saying that this is what he wants. This is going to be the best decision ever. He like and then saying that if I didn't, it's because I only wanted to have a child with my ex-husband and and like he wasn't he good wasn't enough. good enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was actually at this point, I was getting hives. Just these random ass hives, dude. I was getting them often. It was horrible. He Googled and sent me a screenshot and was like, I think it's your birth control that's causing these hives because I was towards the end of my birth control time frame. Right. And I was like, oh, shit. And I looked it up myself and I was like, oh, my God. So I immediately made an appointment to go get it taken out. Oh, God. Yeah. I would later find out that the hives were just stress. Right. I, I ended up talking to my doctor 
while I was pregnant, I was like, yeah, I started, I got my birth control taken out because I started having hives and she would asking me more about the hives and what the scenario was around them. And she's like, that's just stress. Like your body was so stressed out that it was causing you to have these really bad hives. Yikes. It was horrible. So anyways, I get this positive pregnancy test and I lose my fucking mind. I lose my mind. And I hadn't started my new job yet. And actually, this was the day where I, I didn't go to my last day of work. Mm. So, it yeah, so my time was a little bit off. But I called my little sister friend before I went to work. And I right. knew she hadn't started work yet. And I was like, dude, I'm, pre- I'm pregnant. She's like, what? And I was like, I have a positive pregnancy test in my hand. I lost my shit. I started crying. And I was like, I'm going to be a single mom to two kids. And she's like, everything's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> yeah. And um, at this point, she really liked Kyle. She'd met him right. because we all I worked with her. And um, she was so devastated when she found out that he was cheating on me because she's just she was so on my side. Right. She had been through so like she was there with me while he was in prison and just been there as a friend. And then now she's seeing the aftermath. And she was she's just such a good person and cares so much about people. Right. So I did not go to work this day. I drove again four hours to his house. And I'm sneaking around trying to make sure his parents don't see me so right. I can get to his trailer, which right. was impossible because his parents were there and fucking Christina was there. Oh, God. Yep. So I ended up just walking up to the driveway and Frank looks at me. He's like, what the hell are you doing here? And I just <laughs> hold up my pregnancy test. He's like, oh, shit. Oh, he's shit like, is right, bud. He's like, well, there's nothing we can do about it now. Do you want to go talk to him? He was just so calm, just so nice to me. And I was crying. And um, I went into the trailer where Kyle was sleeping. Kyle knowing that it's traumatizing to wake him up right he wasn't even fully awake i told him and i left the test there and then he was like i don't believe you you can't even see anything on this test and i on my way back through stopped at this little teeny town on the way back through and i got i stopped at the urgent care and they told me I was pregnant after the blood test so i was pregnant at this point there's no denying it anymore i sent him a picture of their conclusion right I was pregnant and the very like we started talking about it and he's like one of the text messages he sent me was that he couldn't run I was like what and he was like oh I'm just kidding I'm so excited that you're pregnant like this is exciting I've we've always wanted this but then it was like it was it was so I don't even know how to describe our conversations at this point but dude it's hot it's awful it's so manipulative it is terrible. He wanted he wanted you to do it f- so badly. And then now that it's happened, he doesn't yep. have that out anymore. Because exactly. now it's reality. And he's shitting himself. Yep. Straight up shitting himself. Yeah. So I wasn't... So I through this time, one of the things that I, I kind of failed to mention was that I had this group of friends, these three group, these three ladies that I met um, because my ex-husband was military and all their husbands were military at the time. Right. Um, I had this, they're amazing friends. I'm actually only friends with one of them anymore. Shout out. We love her so much. Shout out, Rachel. She does. She'll be okay if I say that. (laughs) Um, But she's truly like a huge supporter of me she's always been one of my best friends um but I was friends with her and these two other ladies and I'm not going to mention their names but um I was actually not friends with them at this point I had lost them as friends because I was so traumatized that I was just like not a good person right and uh we had this group chat that I was still that I was I wasn't a part of their new group chat but I still had this old group chat and I messaged it and I was like you guys I'm pregnant and they didn't respond or somebody said something snarky I know it wasn't Rachel but somebody said something snarky yeah and um like now's not the fucking time to be snarky yeah yeah and Rachel and I have since talked about this and um she is just truly one of the best people on this planet like I love her so much but at this point in time we weren't we weren't close anymore right so I had this neighbor <laughs> who was who was a missionary or was a previous missionary and she was Mormon and she came over to drop off some watermelon just by chance. Right. And I kind of just broke down to her and I was like, I'm pregnant and I'm by myself and I don't know what to do. And she sat down with me and she talked to me. No, I hate watermelon. <laughs> and um, but I didn't tell her that. I was just so grateful that she was there. That was really what the first few moments were like for me to be pregnant. Um, and then you know, we're continuing on and my anxiety, everything with Kyle is just getting worse. I started my new job, which was a very part time 
um, sales job. And um, I was just a fucking mess, dude. Nobody knew I was pregnant yet. I was very scared to tell anybody, especially my parents. Um, through this time, I'm like, it's it's about two weeks later. My anxiety is so bad that I'm getting these migraines. I can't eat and I'm dehydrated and I'm not able to eat anything like it's awful. So I go to the emergency room and um, I had actually gone to the emergency room like two days in a row mm. because I it was so bad. I could not function. And while I'm in the emergency room the next day, something dude my stomach something is telling me something's not right and right. i don't know what the fuck it is so i don't know something tells me and i had access to kyle's email he had given it to me a long time ago to like do something for him like a resume or something mm-hmm. and um something told me to log into his email and i did and from your gmail you can see somebody's contact inform somebody's contacts all of their contacts right if their phone is connected to this gmail you can see their contacts what their contacts are listed as they're like you can find out so much shit from someone's email account i hate and that was the first thing i see so before i say this i just want to let you guys know that we have permission to say this person's name um but her name is kendra and i see kendra with a heart or my kendra with a heart listed on his phone contact list mm. kendra was at this time the 16 just turned 17 year old girl who he had been working with and telling me about and I lost my ever-loving mind. In fact, my phone died while I was there in the hospital. Let me use their phone. Or I didn't have service mm-hmm. in the room. Right. And um, I called Stacy, And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And she let me talk to Kyle. And um, she's like, just come out here and let's talk about it. So I drove out there the very next day. And um, I'm like, what the fuck, dude? She's 17. She's a child. What are you doing? Like, what is going on? And he's like, oh, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. And there's rumors going around this small ass town that they are more than just friends. Yeah. Yikes. Yep. And um, so I'm there through this weekend. And um, this is during the summertime. I'm pregnant. And um, I actually grabbed his phone and tried calling her. He grabbed it from me. He threw my phone out the window and I went out to to make the call or to make a call again because mm-hmm. I grabbed his phone and he pushed me to the ground onto my stomach. I'm pregnant at this time. Oh he knows God. I'm pregnant. Right. He knows. And we were on on our way for him to go talk to his PO because who still didn't know that we were talking. She didn't know, right. let alone me being pregnant. Right. So Fuck. in this same morning, the abuse really got worse because I was so nauseous and I needed to eat something and he had only made himself food. And he made pizza rolls. And I don't even like pizza rolls, but I just needed something in my stomach. And right. so I, I mean, we were together and it would never been a problem before. So I took a couple for myself and he threw the whole plate at me and was like, fucking take them then. And I just, it was wow. at that point that I knew that this was just going to keep getting worse. Right. And I had everything from the year before had come fluttering right back to me or when we were together before. You started and, to realize yep, that so, he's not going to change. Nope, he's not, not who he says he is. Or was or ever will be for that matter. Exactly. So we go and we talk to his PO and I'm there. And then just the abuse while I'm there is so bad. I can't even begin to describe or explain just how bad it is. So through this time, we actually had the Deschutes County Fair coming up. And he threatened me and was like, you're going to take me and I'm going to go hang out with Kendra and her friend. Her friend was 16 years old. So I just did as he said because I was scared. And at this time, how old was he at this point? He was 25. He was a 25-year-old felon who had been out of prison for three months. No business hanging out with 16 and 17-year-olds. No, absolutely fucking not. So I called his mom and I was like, look, your son just threatened me, said if I don't take him, he's going to hurt me. So I took him and you need to do something about this because this is not acceptable. She's 17 years old. Right. Stacy, of course, did nothing. So of course. I she never does. Nope. So she I just watches. Yep. So I drove home after this and at home I log back into his email and I got even more there. I found a picture of him and Kendra at the coast, which was the day that remember when I said that he went to the coast the day that I was supposed to have my last day of work. Right. Yep. He had gone to the coast with her and her 16 year old friend. Wow. I found pictures of her and him together. I had found a picture of their initials that he carved into a large um, log. And I 
I was just like, what the actual fuck? Right. So I actually also commandeered his Instagram at this point. Not by any means proud of this, but I logged in his Instagram and I had seen their messages back and forth. Just a few, not too many. He was very good about deleting everything, but they were flirting in these messages. Yikes. And uh, this is when everything went so far downhill so fucking fast because I lost my shit. I knew in this moment he is sleeping with a 17 year old. Right. But I couldn't prove it other than these pictures. Right. So I saved all the pictures on my phone. Um, and eventually he would call me and be like, you need to give me my, you, need, you know, you need to um, let me get back on my Instagram um, and you need to stop and stay off of it. So he eventually changed the password to that and his Gmail account. But I still had all this really damning evidence. At least what right. I felt was damning evidence. Right. Did you uh, take screenshots of, like, the messages that were on there? I think I did. Yeah. I think I did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been so many years. I actually, I think I still have some of them saved. I would never post them, of course. But right. I still have them. Um, I actually saved everything from this point because I just knew I needed this evidence yeah. against him. Right. So we continued this half-assed relationship because I'm pregnant. He came and he, we found out the gender of our baby. And he was furious because our baby was going to be a boy. Just so angry. Wow. So angry. And at this point, he's going like days at a time where he's blocking me. He really wanted... Um he really wanted a girl. He really wanted a girl when I was pregnant too. It's sick now why he want why we know he wanted that, but yeah, um, it was very hard. Yeah, and I'm so glad we had boys. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. So thankful because I feel like he would have tried to be around a lot harder. Boy. Yeah, absolutely. So um, through this time, he's blocking me for days at a time. I don't even know why at this point, but he's blocking me. We're not talking, and then he'll talk to me every so often. And he would come down and visit me. And actually, fun fun story. This one's funny. He drove down to visit me after saying he didn't want to. He didn't want to. And I was like, whatever. I'll, you know, I'll give you gas money. Just come down here. And he came down here for the gas money. Of course. And um, his car got stolen <laughs> from my apartment. <laughs> he had just bought this brand new car. Good. Um, and actually, he got a dog, too. So... Um, we talked a little bit before he had a dog named Chevy that I would then get after we split his parents gave Chevy to me and um, unfortunately because of my mom I had to give him back and not too long later uh, actually on the day that I first saw Eric Church concert for the first time Chevy was killed that morning because of his mother's negligence right so uh, R.I.P. Chevy but he got this dog from Kendra and I was like, what the fuck, dude? Stop talking to her. Right. Like, he swore up and down that he was going to stop talking to her. And he named this dog Cabela. And would call her Bella. I hated this fucking dog. Because. Bella's she- the worst name for a dog. And. Please stop naming your dogs fucking Bella. Remember I sent you a picture of the dog, too? And you agreed that she was ugly. Yeah, I do remember that. I by no means would hurt this dog because I'm not like that. I love animals. And I was so nice to her. But it was just the sentiment where she came from and everything. I was right. just like, how fucking dare you, dude? Yeah. The 17-year-old that you're claiming you're not with, you're still in communication. You got a fucking dog from her. Yep. So he would try to tell me, no, she stopped working there. We don't talk anymore. His parents lied and said that they weren't talking anymore. Stacy, the amount of times that fucking Stacy lied to Stacey. me is disgusting. Fuck you, Stacy. But anyways. Literally. So, yeah. So his car got stolen. Good. Yeah. And um, after that, I, I think he'd come down because I had to drive him back up there. Um, and this was in the fall time. So we're getting really close to um, like. What kind of car things. was it? I'm just curious. It was a, like a really old Subaru. Okay. And those are like notorious to get stolen. Right. I lived in the Portland area at this time. He just had a thing for Subarus. But I, I All of fucking Oregon does. I well, Jesus Subarus. Christ. I have. Like, if you drive a Subaru, like, respectfully, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Subaru drivers, man. They run people off the road. They act like, ugh. This is the, you know, we know we're having a boy. And I didn't see him very much at this point. This is kind of towards the fall time. And uh, we're getting towards Thanksgiving. So he had this friend who he'd been friends with for a long time. And he made this post on Instagram about how, about how all these people were there for him. And he didn't mention anything about me at all. And I know he really shouldn't have because we had just at this point been granted phone calls. Right. And there were so many times when I had been talking to his PO and this other guy that he was kind of reporting to that I just wanted to say, please, I need this to stop. But I didn't say anything because I was so scared I was going to get in 
trouble. Right. Um, but anyways, we're allowed to have phone conversations at this point. Around this time, you know, he didn't mention anything to me about me at all. And when I mentioned it, I was like, why are you doing this? He's like, it's my job. It's my choice what I put on Instagram, you know, and you're just the bitch who cheated on me while I was in prison. Remember just feeling devastated. And we were fighting on fucking Thanksgiving, dude. Wow. It was terrible. You're like, you literally, I did not cheat on you. No. You literally cheated on me, like, the whole relationship. What do you mean? Yep. Yeah. So, um, on this particular day, I was so run down and done with this relationship, and I didn't know what the fuck else to do, that uh, I got on Instagram, and (laughs) I sent a message to... uh, one of this, these people that I, honest to God, never wanted to talk to in my life, this girl that I absolutely fucking hated, <laughs> that I truly just did not know. I, I just, at this point, I was like, there's got to be some truth to what she's saying, and I have to hear her side of the story. And that's when Corey and I started talking. Hello, it's me. Well, it's not that particular, not that exact day. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I messaged. Took a while to reply. <laughs> yes. So I messaged you on thanksgiving because of this fight because i just couldn't do it anymore right i needed to know more because he kept saying i was just like you and he was awful to me so it was what two weeks later that you finally responded Mm -hmm. and in this amount of time i'm just continuing to gather evidence because he's still talking to this 17 year old girl right he's 25 he's a felon right he He doesn't need to be anywhere near anybody (laughs) right and so I'm he there's this picture that she had during the the winter time and it was a picture of her in a jacket. <laughs> Nobody else would have noticed anything else about this jacket. No like it, to the regular person it was just right. a jacket. Right. This jacket belonged to me. This was my jacket that I had given to Kyle because it ha- it was my work jacket. And you can't get those jackets unless you work for the company. Right. And it wasn't because we used to have like hoodies and, and ja- like uh, jackets and hats and stuff that yeah. we would give to our our customers. They'd mm-hmm. come in and they'd don our our logo and it was something. But this was a jacket that I got ordered specifically. It was an employee jacket. And I, I like left it over there and was like, hey, you can use this jacket. Right. And she was wearing it Hell in no. this picture with a ring on her like ring finger, like her left hand ring finger. And I... I was so glad when you finally responded to me because so this all this is happening. I'm telling people, my dude, I'm talking to Stacy. I'm telling Stacy, dude, this is happening and nobody's listening to me. Right. I do not feel heard. Right. So through this time, I am just still trying to speak my truth. I'm still part of this cult, by the way. Still in the cult. <laughs> still with these bullshit mentors who were like, we're going to help you. You're going to. No, you're not. Yeah, it was bullshit. You're making it worse, actually. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it was horrible. I had still kind of been in contact with them. They really tried their hardest to stay in contact with me because um, I'm a, I was just a money machine for them. Right. You know, if I was spending. That's all they cared about. Yeah, if I was spending money on the products, they were getting paid, basically. Right. And um, they're the only people I have to talk to at this point. And I am so grateful because it was just two weeks later that you finally responded. And it yeah. was from that moment on, we were talking, we were like, comparing stories and it was a huge eye-opener that this guy has been doing this for a long fucking time and it's never gonna stop unless we make it stop Mm -mm. fast forward uh to december 18th um that's the day that uh i confronted kyle about these pictures of him and kendra and he swore up and down on instagram that he was never talking to her that he wanted me to stop talking about her that this was a conspiracy that i was coming up with that i'm lying he's gaslighting the shit right out of me in these messages yeah and i'm screenshotting i'm sending them all to you yeah and actually there's at one point he it was when he had unblocked me because his service stopped on his phone he hadn't paid his bill right and he started um talking to me on on wi-fi do you remember he blew up my phone yeah he had never called me before that many times me except for when he was in prison one time when i went camping Mm -hmm. but um he called me what 19 20 fucking times and i was like dude he's blowing up my phone and you're like do not answer Mm mm-hmm and it was so weird because then the phone call stopped because his service went off at midnight and he worked graveyard shift. Mm. So he connected to the place's Wi-Fi. And that's when he messaged me on Instagram. And that's when he unblocked me because he was going through this block unblock kind of phase. Right. That's when I think I had commented something. You did. And I was like, you, and you're like, you have to go delete yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, you need to go. He unblocked me. Like, it was so funny. Yeah. That, like, we did all this. <laughs> And we are up 
just so late that night mm-hmm. talking because he was like blowing up my phone. Right. And that was the last day that I have. Oh, actually, that's a lie. The next day, um, we, he called me on the phone and was like, I want this to end. You know, I really care about you. Like, I don't want to be in a relationship with you, but, you know, I care about our baby. I want to be there for the baby. No, and you I don't. was like, dude, fuck you. I'd finally like unleashed. Like, through this time, I had you done. You finally got some more confirmation. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not just you. Exactly. And through this time, I worked on how I argued with people. I worked so hard to not fight the way that my mom did. And I worked so hard to not be so mean. Right. And so at this point, I just unleashed everything that I knew. Right. And I fucking lost it on him. And I was like, dude, fuck you. You're a manipulative piece of shit. You're abusive. You've been abusing me this whole time. Right. He's denying it. And I blocked his phone number after that. And that was the last time I ever talked to Kyle was on December 18th of 2018. Your Independence that Day. That was my Independence Day. I remember you sent me the <laughs> you sent me a screenshot of the song Independence Day by Martina McBride because yep. I had my freedom after that. Mm-hmm. I was done with him. I didn't need anything else. I remember for a long time after that, it was always we just referred to it as you were free. Yeah, for a long time it was that's, I was free. That's what it was. Yeah. So it was it was a freeing moment, but that it doesn't go without trauma. Right. Because I knew that this young girl was still being abused by him. And um, I didn't stop. I went to th- I finally went to therapy. I had reported to my therapist that I knew that this was going on. And I sat. he sat with me and we called, um, I think, Child Protective Services because she was a minor. Right. Um, and I talked to somebody over there and made a report i i reported it two different times in therapy and um nothing happened nothing was happening no one was listening to me i was free from kyle but he was still doing this right um so i would continue on my pregnancy by myself Um, my pregnancy was very um it was smooth but obviously the first portion of it was very traumatic um and on march 20th of 2019 my baby boy was born (laughs) and the first song i played him that day in the hospital after he was born was sinners like me by eric church so my son his middle name i'm not going to say his first name but his middle name um was supposed to be after kyle um just like you had changed the name i had kept the first name because that was what i had come up with but i changed his middle name and he's named after eric eric church Mm -hmm. um and that will always what was it supposed to be it was supposed to be kyle's middle name oh yeah okay so um, so was my son's yeah so yep and he did not get kyle's last name he got my last name my Mm -hmm. maiden last name right and um it was just a wonderful moment which is your dad's last name right? yeah it's my dad's last name and um it's very it was i remember when i had gone back to the ob and kyle was no longer going with me and I told her the truth and she's like, something sound real, seemed really off with that guy. And I'm really glad that he's gone for your sake and the Yikes. baby's sake. And she was so supportive. This woman, I just cannot, like, she was amazing. She was always on my side. And right. she made sure at the hospital that they put, this guy is not allowed, not allowed here. here. Yeah. And anybody with that same last name, not allowed to call, not allowed anything. Right. And so um, I had my baby safely. Um, I had a C-section actually, and um, he didn't want to come out there. I was not even in labor when they had finally scheduled the C-section wow. for me. Yeah. He was like, nah, I'm good, mom. Yeah, no, he was good <laughs> staying in there. Um, so he, he ended up, he was born and, and um, my, I so regret this, but my old roommate who uh, was just honestly such an amazing person and, th- w- and, and really stood by me through this. Um, it was incredible. She is just an amazing person. She was there with me, but unfortunately, my dumbass let the girl from the cult be in there while he was born. And I will always regret that to this day because I yeah. should have been my roommate. After maybe three months after my son was born, I stopped hearing from the, I, I cut ties with the cult, basically. Right. And they were always like, well, well, you know, even if you quit this, we won't quit you. You're like, we'll always be friends. I hadn't heard. I never heard from them again. Good and, riddance. Yeah. Good fucking riddance to these people. But, You're better off. Way yeah. better off. <laughs> yeah. So, um... My son is, he, he was doing really well. My dad was there for me. My dad came to visit me the day he was born. And then my dad picked me up from the hospital. My dad is, you know, my dad's my hero 
through the through this whole journey that I've had with Kyle, I have gotten so close to my dad. Like me and my dad are so tight. Like mm-hmm. he's the only person who really understands how my mom is, and right. um, you know, I just what I, you've been through. With yeah, her. yeah. And so we're really trying to make up for lost times that we didn't have through so many years because of my toxic mom. Right. And um, my dad was has really been there for me and my kids through this whole time. So I got. I ended up so it was just crazy so we're we're i'm going through this time and um i just i still needed to be heard about kyle Mm -hmm. because he's still abusing this girl you know i kept very close tabs there were things that they would put on their instagram profile uh biographies that led me to know that they were still together right like they were not trying to hide it and And he wasn't trying to hide it yeah they were being stupid he was being stupid she was just being, in my opinion, a 17-year-old who just wanted to brag about the ha- her happy relationship. Right. So, um... She's not the felon. No, he is. <laughs> so, he was just so stupid. Um, I'm driving back. I had this friend that I made through this time that I went and visited up in Seattle. And I was on my way back. And something came to me, dude. I don't know what the hell it was. But... I have a faith walk. Um, you know, no, nobody else has to feel this way, but I'm telling you, it's God and my guardian angel. Someone's speaking to me that's putting something on my heart that says, you got to do this. Kind of like the night when I was in the hospital. And this was, I just thought Instagram was his life. Instagram was something that he took so much pride. So I created an Instagram page with his mugshot and I posted everything that's already public information. Right. I didn't post anything that was not public. It wasn't slanderous at all. Nope. It was all just pure facts. And you can Google his name and yep. it's all there. Oh, yeah. And um, I followed Kendra on this Instagram. She blocked it, of course. Right. But I just wanted her to see it. Right. And I followed anybody that she knew anybody that was on Kyle's friends list I followed everybody and um within a few hours I got a hit on this Instagram page somebody messaged within a few hours I just need to make that very clear within a few hours I get a message from a girl we'll call Lulu um Lulu was 17 years old or was 17 years old at this time i did not know who lulu was she was like hey we met on the day that kyle applied here uh you said hi to me and i'm going back my brain i was like oh my god i remember saying hi i say hi to everybody right i remember she does yep i literally (laughs) i remember saying hi to this girl and she reminded me who she was. I was like, oh, my God, I remember you very, right. very vaguely. But I remember saying hi to you. Yeah. She goes in. You want to know what she tells me? She was with Kyle. Mm. Yep. Kyle was sleeping with her, too. And Wow. Yep. And she knew Kendra. They knew each other. Right. And so Lulu goes in. And God, tells, that's crazy. Yeah. And Lulu tells me her entire story. I did not. This came out of left fucking field, you guys. Right. I knew about Kendra. I had no you idea. You were focused on Kendra, Kendra and bringing that down. But I. But didn't. then you were blindsided and fucking <laughs> hit with a Mack truck coming from Lulu. So Lulu had um, told me on Instagram her entire story, right? right? About how her relationship with Kyle had started, how he had forced himself upon her despite the fact that she didn't want to he was very abusive to her and one thing that was very unsettling that i'll never forget and oh, i showed you recently yeah it's this video it's that she so, sent me ugh. it's disgusting it makes me want to vomit so he worked with her mom at this time and he had made this joke that he recorded because he apparently thought it was so funny he recorded himself saying that he wanted to sleep with her at that point 16 year old daughter and he sent it to lulu so it's this joke about lulu to lulu's mom a very inappropriate very joke, I will inappropriate add. it was i want to sleep with your daughter and i'm not going to say the way that he put it right because it was so repulsive to me yeah. that i don't want to repeat it but it was around those lines but definitely that's was, not the words he yeah. chose to use yeah, but it was definitely i want to sleep with your daughter right kind of a thing and she just brushed it off as a joke. And, like, laughed about and it. And laughed about it because I, I guess I, I don't think she knew how to respond to that. Right. I mean, what do you say? I think, like, just from her, the way she laughed, I feel like she was, like, really uncomfortable with it. But she didn't know what to do, yeah. you know? She didn't know how how to ta- how do you do take this seriously or, right. or whatnot. And um, so, yeah. Um, and I'm talking to Lulu through this. And I'm like, dude, we got to tell the police. 
we have to tell the police this. Right. And she was so scared. And I have like nothing but admiration for Lulu because she really started this whole journey. Mm -hmm. So I was able to help facilitate her talking to a police officer because I called over to the police department in that area and I was like hey I was just told that a young 17 year old girl is being was abused by a 25 year old felon that I know right and he was like and then an officer called me like almost immediately and was Mm -hmm. like can you tell me from start to finish what's going on right so I tell him the entire story and he's like oh my god and I told him about Kendra too I was like I knew about her and then Lulu came to me with this stuff he's right. like can you screenshot everything and send it to me you're like already done and I I took screenshots of it and I told and I told Lulu I was like hey he's asking me for screenshots I just wanted to let you know I'm sending him everything right she's like okay she was so brave through this dude she ended up the police had to go talk to her right and they did they talked to her and they started um, an investigation. And not too long after that, I believe Kyle was arrested. Thank God. Because he failed a polygraph. Because mm-hmm. they started asking him. I, I, so I, during this time, I had to tell his PO the truth. Right. It was not too long after um, I had stopped talking to him in December that I was, or it was December 18th, because he had gotten arrested just after that because I told his PO the truth. I forgot about this. So I called his PO. And I said, I need to tell you, I'm so scared to tell you this, but I have to. And she's like, you're not going to get in any trouble. Please just tell me the truth. Right. And I told her everything. I was like, I'm pregnant. I'd been, you know, we had been hanging out. He was very physically abusive to me. And she's like, okay. So they, she called him in for an immediate, for like an emergency, um, like meeting that she can do. POs can do that. And he went in and failed his polygraph and he got arrested. So they started polygraphing him more frequently. Mm -hmm. And so after this happened with Lulu, they started polygraphing him more and he started getting arrested more. Because he was failing in these polygraphs, right? Exactly. So this is going on. This investigation is going on. And like two months later, I finally feel like we're getting some justice. And I get another message from my personal Instagram. Mm -hmm. It's from Kendra. Do you remember when I told you this? Because we were talking at this point. I feel like I do. Yeah. I was like, what? the actual fuck i was so scared i was nervous i was like holy shit and um she was like hey i just do you have time to talk to me on the phone i'd really like to talk to you i was like okay i'd be more than happy to talk to you and we talked on the phone for probably about an hour and she had confirmed every single suspicion that i had ever had and she's like you knew i was like i did know right and um she had already actually talked to the police at this point mm. when before she had talked to me she'd already told me she was like hey i already talked to them i just wanted to let you know and wow. um yeah so this was maybe august or september of 2019 and so he is now he'd been arrested mm-hmm. and he was not out yet he wasn't let out he was arrested one time and then <gasps> you know what before this before he was arrested and before Lulu had talked to me, I totally forgot about this. I get a phone call at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. Dude. I was just thinking about that. But yes. I couldn't remember when it happened. So I was wondering if you were getting to it or yeah, if it. It was just okay. before, it was just it was after Lulu started talking to me. And it was before I had heard from Kendra. Right. He I got a phone call at 11 o'clock at night. I was just <sighs> ready to go to bed. I was like and they and up. It was a police officer. And he's like, hey, I don't want to alarm you. I just want to let you know. Kyle took off his ankle monitor. Because as soon as he failed his polygraph when he was talking to me, they put a, a ankle monitor on him right. to make sure he was not going to come down here. Because right. I expressed how scared I was of him. Right. And how I was pregnant. And they wanted to make sure he would not come down there yeah. to talk to me. He took it off. He went missing for a week, you oh. guys. A whole entire week I was not sleeping. I was barely eating. I was scared. I didn't leave my house. Right. I was terrified. My friends would come over and like take me to the grocery store because I was not leaving my fucking house. Right. At this point, I had moved. So Kyle didn't know where my new place was and he didn't know where my house was. Thank God, at least. Yeah. But I was still scared. Right. Because you just don't know. Yeah, Same. I know. I moved the whole fucking state and I'm still scared sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, that had happened. But um, after I talked to Kendra, uh, Kyle was then arrested and he was not let out again. And... (sighs) And so he fast forward to, I want to say, 
June of 2020, he was scheduled for a trial. And Kendra, Lulu, and I were going to testify against him at this trial. Mm-hmm. And I remember the DA calling me and talking about trial readiness and asking me questions and saying what I can and cannot say because the jury is not allowed to know certain information. Oh, right. Um, so I was nervous. And then the next day... I remember. I get a call from the uh, advocate who was working with Lulu, uh, Kendra, and I. And she was like, I just wanted to let you know that they're offering him a plea deal. I will let you know if he takes it. I was like, oh, my God. Okay. So I get a call at the very end of my work day. And she's like, he took the plea deal. So it saved Kendra, Lulu, and I. I wasn't I was going to have to drive three hours the next day to go be there for for a trial. Mm -hmm. And. It saved me the time, but I was very upset. I was happy because he was getting put away. I was upset that he didn't get more time. Right. Because in my opinion, he deserved a hell of a lot more time than what he got. I agree. He is in there longer than he was for the last stint. But not but enough. Not nearly enough, in my opinion. Um, so he took the plea deal. He was given, um, I think, five years prison time. Um, and, and he has to register as an SO for like his entire life. Um, we can also post a list of all of the charges um, yeah, that he on was on our Instagram. Yeah, we can. We'll post a, a picture of the charges that he had originally saw and then what he pled guilty to. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this point, everybody's everybody's I guess a little bit happy because um, he's gone. And this is when happy he's that he was God. arrested. But also, I know that even Kendra. Kendra has mentioned it. She was kind of bummed at the same time because she didn't get to tell her truth. Yeah. She didn't get to tell her story. Yeah. And she wanted she, to be heard. Yeah. So that was, that's kind of where everything That's ends. kind of where we're at now, I guess. Yeah. So that's been, it's been two years since Kyle was locked up for good. Uh, he will not get out until 2026. So he's got, an, he's got another four years to go. Mm-hmm. And it just sometimes doesn't feel like enough. But here we are. Right. I we live states away now. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't really worry about him anymore just because he's locked up. But that doesn't mean we're not being vigilant. Right. Um, and trying to make sure that we are protecting ourselves, um, our children and, and getting ready for when he does get out. Because, right. you know, we do have to make sure that we have the proper parameters in place to where we're safe. Right. Um, but this whole journey has been a lot and, and telling the story is really healing because I kept a lot of this to myself and so is Corey for so many years that it just feels right to talk about it right and our biggest goal is to hope that anybody who has gone through something like this that you feel heard Mm -hmm. because or is currently going through something like this you you're not alone no you're not and I know so many times I felt like I was alone and Corey has expressed the same thing that Mm -hmm. we just we don't want anybody to feel alone and the biggest reason we wanted to start this podcast is so other people know that it's it's gonna be okay it may not feel like it it may not seem like it and it might take a few years but it's going to be okay so yeah thanks so much for hanging out with us we have so much coming up on the next episode stay tuned we'll see you guys later please listen share share with your friends bye bye